Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening from Prague and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Coleman. And I'm Travis Dow from the History of Alchemy Podcast. Tonight, we take to the road to discover a hidden gem of this Czech town that's just mere minutes east of Prague. Stara Boleslav, or known as Old Boleslav, is one of the more important pilgrimage sites in all of the Czech Republic. Several churches in town receive thousands of Christian pilgrims every year, as well as tourists discovering the legendary location of this nation's most infamous fratricide the death of Prince Wenceslaus by his brother Boleslav. During this episode, we'll take you to the ceremony honoring St. Wenceslaus Day in Stara Boleslav. A motorcade from Prague Castle brought the actual holy relic of Wenceslaus' skull for the Mass in Stara Boleslav the day I was there, and we'll provide you a front row seat for that ceremony tonight. So please stay tuned. We'll get to that as our show progresses. Trav, this very location of this murder is just steps away from the steps of the ancient church of St. Cosmas and Damien. It was a moment in time that would be recorded as a benchmark in solidifying the Christian faith among the Bohemian pagans of the 900s. Prince Wenceslav, not a king by the way, met his untimely end while attending Mass in a sleepy village in 935. Unknown to him, it was a trap set up by his brother Boleslav to seize power and the eventual throne of Bohemia. The martyrdom of Przemysled Prince Wenceslav in Stara Boleslav is described in legends of Christian and of Gumpolt. It is narrated in the writings of Emperor Charles IV, and these origins of Czech statehood are still a challenge for historians. The most famous is the story how Wenceslas came to his brother Boleslav, stayed overnight despite his friend's warning, and was killed by Boleslav and his servants on Monday morning of the 28th of September, 935. On the threshold of this St. Cosman and Damien church where he wanted to participate in Mass. The legend helped to preserve many memorable details, including a ring of the church's door that Wenceslav had held when dying. The ring has later been placed on the door of the St. Wenceslav Chapel in the Prague Cathedral. The legend also describes transferring of St. Wenceslav's relics from his first tomb in Stara Boleslav to the Rotunda of St. Vitus this moment being the first testimony of his veneration as the patron saint of the Czech lands, the most important tradition of the Czech nation. That's right, Travis. The central point of this pilgrimage is a celebrated pilgrim mass on the open scene of the historical center of town of this town, of Stara Boleslav, overseeing both the sanctuaries. The mass is celebrated by the Archbishop of Prague and participated by other Czech and Moravian bishops. Every year, the most precious relic, the cranium of St. Wenceslaus himself, from the St. Vitus Cathedral in Prague, is brought to this place 
where the saint was martyred. It is accompanied by the Czech Castle Guards of Prague Castle with honors that belong to a king. Every year, part of the cultural program of the cathedral concert takes place with the music in the castle uh, by the castle guards. Well, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance, Travis. I will tell you, having a front row seat by mere accident, being there about an hour before the procession came, I got to see the whole thing. All right, so uh, they came with two two uh, uh, motorcycles, uh, a limousine of some sort, and then another car that held the relic itself in a, in, in a glass case. And on the relic itself, it actually had a crown. Um, and it was uh, pretty well preserved. And so then you saw the, uh, the bishops be, uh, accompany us into the Church of St. Uh, Cosmos and Damien, into the Wenceslas Chapel there in Sar Bolesov. Uh, and then there it would stay for several days during the Mass and into the big, uh, during the feast day, and then, of course, the big procession uh, where they actually had someone riding a St. Wenceslas on a white horse into town uh, to kind of the culmination of the weekend. It really is an important moment for the Czechs here. That is their patron saint, St. Wenceslaus, St. Václav. And uh, we'll actually we can go to that audio right now. The arrival of the holy relic of St. Václav, uh, or St. Wenceslaus, as it's known in other countries, uh, finally arrived here at Staroboslav this, this evening. You can hear the bells in the background. The actual location of the frater side decapitation of... Uh, St. Wenceslaus by his brother Boleslav. Actually, the name of this town is uh, Stara Boleslav, named after his, his brother, the, uh, the one in question to, to uh, have assassinated St. Wenceslaus, Prince Wenceslaus. The motorcade came in with, uh, several, with several bishops and uh, clergy, uh, arrived by four or five different motorcycles from the Czech government, uh, all the way from Prague to this, uh, this little town outside of Prague for the St. Wenceslaus Day uh, festivities that's going to happen tomorrow on Sunday on the uh, anniversary. Back in 925 was the assassination, they believe. The bells continue to ring as the procession is now headed inside the church. Here, the uh, actual church uh, we are at right now is the, uh, the location of the, the fratricide event that uh, took place between Boleslav and Vaslav. Vaslav, of course, later became sanctified as St. Wenceslaus, uh, but his death was right here, a few steps away from where I'm speaking and where the bells are, are chiming. Dignitaries from the government, Czech government, and from uh, the bishops um, uh, here in the Czech Republic are all in attendance tonight. Uh, tomorrow will be the uh, feast day uh, for St. Wenceslaus. Well, Travis, the aforementioned churches uh, that are considered pilgrim destinations for thousands are, are pilgrim destinations for certain reasons. And most are, are attached to holy relics that are there and legends and traditions. So this might be a good opportunity to talk about some of the reasons why pilgrims come into Star Bolsov throughout the year. And one in particular can, concerns itself with the Palladium of Bohemia. Now, Star Bolesloff is not a place of pilgrimage merely because of the St. Wenceslas tradition. Virgin Mary, Mother of God with Little Jesus, is also venerated there as represented by an ancient icon of gold-coated copper. The legend says that the icon, a picture or rather metal relief of Our Lady, was donated to Princess Ludmilla on her baptism by Saint Methodius himself, and she later, and she later gave it to her beloved grandson Wenceslas. Both of these we all we've mentioned before in the show. And Travis, let me interject here really quick because. Saint Methodius, for a lot of our listeners that might remember, he is the brother of Saint of Saint Cyril. Both Methodius and Cyril are considered to be the Christians that brought in Christianity and the Slavic language 
to these people in, in Central Europe and are very, uh, very important uh, for many reasons, but they're also venerated quite, quite heavily here. So we're talking about that connection. St. Methodius himself was actually had the connection to Wenceslaus' grandmother, Ludmilla. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we can move on. Sorry. <laughs> so after his martyrdom, Wenceslaus' faithful servant, Podivin, took the picture and buried it kind of for protection so it wouldn't be profaned later on. And, but he was caught because of this and hung by the murderers also. For two centuries, it was basically laid hidden, and, and only in the mid-12th century, a peasant found it in today's location of Our Lady's Church. This, you know, obviously attracted by some miracles later on, pilgrims started to come from the surrounding villages as well as from as far away as Prague, and a new pilgrimage tradition arose around these legends and these stories and also the miracles and that sort of thing. Although the town was completely burned during the Hussite Wars, and the relief itself is actually pretty damaged, it was saved and later its copy was made. This copy is the one that's still venerated today in Staroboleslav, and it's still in the style of Our Lady of St. Vitus. Further damage was done during the Thirty Years' War, and only plundered churches remained in the destroyed and burned down town. The icon of Our Lady was stolen as well by the Saxons in 1632, but given back thanks to Princess Katharina Libowitz and the Emperor Ferdinand III in 1638 during a significant pilgrimage they both made. Two more times it had had to leave Staroboslav in the Thirty Years' War. The icon was then kept at the imperial court in Vienna in 1640, where it witnessed the birth of Emperor Leopold I. So this icon, Travis, had a front row Mm -hmm. seat to a lot of history and survived a lot of near misses because of war and other location movements. During the last days of the war, the relief was held by the Swedes when their army came through for a short time and only in 1650 was returned back. And Travis, also in town, we want to talk about the Shrine of the Assumption of Virgin Mary. Yeah, so basically tens of thousands of pilgrims have been brought to Staroboleslav by the cult of the gracious Virgin Mary with little Jesus, the Palladium of Bohemia, as it's also known. The Church of the Assumption of Our Lady was inaugurated in 1623, and it is one of the first Baroque sacred buildings in the Czech lands. In 1609, the icon was proclaimed Palladium, protecting, basically a protecting picture of Bohemia. Well, Travis, there's a lot of religious uh, connection to this because this is a, uh, a holy pilgrimage site for several reasons for a lot of people to come through town. But there's also some other significant sort of municipal uh, uh, sort of tidbits to come into Staroboleslav. Uh, one of the main reasons is because it's a very unique area because of the combining of a neighborhood city to make this the longest named town in all of the Czech Republic, right? Just a little bit, a bit of information for you, right? It's called the Brandis non Labum Staroboleslav. That's the name of the town. There is a hyphen in between those two. And this reason is it's called the town of two towns with the longest municipal name in the Czech Republic, as we mentioned. It lies on both banks of the River Elbe, surrounded by flooded forests and pools of the former Elbe branches. This area was once a seat of emperors and kings. Chateau of, Brandi, of Brandis non Labum is one of the most significant monuments of Renaissance architecture in Bohemia. It's got a very neat sort of... Uh, well, if you've ever been to Budapest, you, you see uh, one of the, the cathedrals downtown has a, a very neat sort of intricate sort of tile, colored tile system on top. I think it was Church uh, Metho- Matthias or Methodius? Yeah, I, I, think it's I, Matthias. I know which one you mean. I think it's Matthias. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in downtown Budapest. And, and 
Um, this has that same sort of design of tiles on top of it that's very colorful. You can't miss it when you drive through the town right next to the Elbe River. All kings and emperors of the Habsburg house stayed here during the 400 years of its existence until 1918 when it was owned by its last sovereign of the Austrian Habsburg dynasty, the blessed Charles I of Austria. We hope you enjoyed this special destination episode. We have a bunch of these coming up in 2015 and, and ahead uh, as I hit the road throughout Czech Republic. As promised this year, I'll be taking a trip down to Moravia several times to take a look at that part of this country, a beautiful part of the southern part of uh, the Czech Republic. So until next time, for Travis Dow, I'm Pete Coleman. Have a great evening. You have been listening to the Bohemican Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Dow. Visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode, other episodes, and much more information about history, traditions, and culture in the Czech Republic. Find us on iTunes, subscribe, and review, and don't forget to rate us. We would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas, and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com. Or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemican Podcast, thank you for listening.